Today's tea is on the bridge back to you. I'm so excited to introduce you to my beautiful friend, Lauren, also called Lo, who is a digital marketing executive and leader, world traveler, and is focused on consistently finding her inner power, spreading her wisdom, and avoiding the path of conformity. She is one of the most powerful people I've ever met and know, and her wisdom is so impactful. She has a way of framing up the things we're afraid to say and just saying them out loud. And I promise you will be expanded from today's episode. Enjoy this conversation with Milo. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. I am so excited to welcome my beautiful friend, Lauren Neely, who is also low because we're both low, low and low, <laughs> to talk today with us. Today's episode is all about the tea on the bridge back to you. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, Lo, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for making the time today. I would love for you to just introduce yourself to everyone and talk about where you are at now in your life. Lo, thank you so much. I cannot say how honored I am to be here and just really freaking proud of you for doing your thing. I'm, I can't believe just a year ago, this was an idea. And now you have this beautiful platform to connect women. And I'm so, so proud of you. And thank you again for having me. Hello to Lowe's listeners here. My name is Lauren Mealy. I am a good friend of, of Lauren here. We met a couple of years back and we were both on these different journeys. And for me, I, I would say I'm finally in a place of, of happiness and knowing who I am and knowing what I like and not being embarrassed or ashamed of what I have. And, you know, I hope today's conversation can be even a small starting point for anyone who's going through that as well. So I'm very excited to speak with you today, Lo. I'm super stoked. Oh, thank you, Lo. There's a really beautiful story about the notion of the bridge back to you. We were having one of our many incredible deep conversations and it felt like all of a sudden this dropped in. You were the one that really said this and came up with this. And I would love for you to talk about the bridge back to you and what it means. Because what I hope today's episode does is help all the women who are listening reflect if they have lost their way or if the bridge is right in front of them and they're afraid to cross it over to the next version of who they're becoming. Mm -hmm. So for you... What does it mean to step out onto the bridge back to you? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously something I've spent so much time thinking about and really putting in the work for myself. And, you know, I think like a lot of women that I've spoken to and have, have seen firsthand, we've all experienced these times where we feel lost and we don't really know what path we want to go down. And I think we've struggled in a society where women, you're expected to kind of 
shut up and do what you're told. And men are superior and women aren't going to have the same opinions. We can't do what men can. And I think there's something, you know, very fundamentally wrong with that. And I saw an interview a few years ago of something Meghan Markle said, which has really stuck with me is that women don't need to find a voice. They have one. They just have to be empowered to use it. And I think over time, through some of the experiences that I've had personally and kind of taking a step back and saying, wait a minute, what are we doing here? And I think for me, my journey to finding myself really caused me to take a step back and look at these patterns. And it really was patterns of what I've been brought up to do, what I've been brought up to think and what I've been brought up to say. And, you know, my parents by no means ever tried to undermine any dream that I had. But I think when you are living in this kind of society and you're growing up in these environments, it's very easy to conform. And I certainly went through a phase where I was conforming and it was conforming my mind, my likes, my dislikes, and doing that through friendships, relationships, experiences. And I think going through it and looking back at the past, it's it really was a series of patterns that I think helped help me understand where I kind of lost myself along the way. Mm. Oh, it's so powerful. And I have had the same journey. And that's why I think we really bonded. And it does feel that women are attracting in or drawing in women that they can really bond with, mm-hmm. if for lack of a better word, over these challenges in our journey. And I, it does feel, because I have conversations with women in our generation all the time like this. And it feels like we're the generation that's here to break the cycle, to break the cycle of what women have endured for centuries, especially when it comes to, I love how you spoke about finding your voice. Is it fair to say that the bridge back to you is a lot about finding your voice in your experience? I think it's about finding your voice, but I think it's about knowing how to use it. And yeah. I really, really stand by that. And I really think that, you know, through these experiences and and for anyone listening who might be thinking like, I don't know what that means. What I mean by that is taking the time to learn how to formulate your own opinion. You have feelings, you have thoughts, you have things that you're passionate about. Speak up on that. You know, it's okay to be the different one and it's okay to not go, you know, with the norm. And for me, I think the bridge back to myself was being okay with the fact that my opinion might differ or my experiences might have led me somewhere else. So looking back everything is a stepping stone. You know, I truly don't believe in going back. I always think that it's always a path forward. And I think every Mm. experience you have, every interaction you have with people, whether it's good, whether it's bad, truly is a stepping stone to something greater. And I think we have to remember that there's only one way forward and that is to go forward. You know, there is no back to go forward. And I think it's so easy to dwell on, oh, what I could have said, what I could have done. You know, it's think forward. You can change that, you know, really building yourself up in those situations is what has helped me kind of push that forward and and build that path for myself. Because like I said, I've certainly, you know, in the past adapted to these, you know, these places where I adopted other people's opinions as my own. And before I knew it, I didn't know what I believed in. I didn't know what I cared about. And I think that's what's so important through growing up and becoming a woman. And to me, that's what becoming a woman means is learning to fend for yourself and learning to be okay with perhaps something that you weren't taught. And and there's nothing wrong with that. The path forward. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. I mean, and that leads me into dive deeper in with you next is 
Let's talk about the movement for women in our culture now. Like, where do we find ourselves? We talked before we were recording about how the veil has been lifted. The curtain has been drawn up. Where do you think we find ourselves as women at this point? I mean, I think it's an amazing time to be in the female movement currently. And even looking back in the last few years, how much women have been uplifted. I mean, you have all of these movements. You see women in these leadership roles. You see women, quite frankly, they're not dropping everything to start families. They want their own careers. They want their own paths. And it's only going to get better. It's only going to get stronger. And I think with women such as yourself, Flo, you know, who are so focused and dedicated to providing this safe place and safe platform for women to really dig deep, live that life of abundance and live harmoniously and and live in a place that is empowered in female strength. You know, I think there's only better things to come. And I think it's an amazing time to be a woman. I really do. I'm with you on that, babe. Thank you. I think that there's a lot of misconstrued messaging when it comes to, it's not that women are losing their like femininity or they're losing, Mm -hmm. like, we're always going to be nurturers. We're always going to desire in whatever way makes sense to care for other people in some way, whether you're a mother or not, it doesn't really matter. It's very innate, but women have have had to be on the defense for many years. I think this Mm -hmm. is what men are starting to really see. And it is important for us to feel safe enough to explore the polarity that lives within us, mm-hmm. both our masculine and our feminine. But I think you and I, in the beautiful landscape that is corporate America, <laughs> have experienced what it means to be a woman and have to be in your masculine all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's draining and it's exhausting, you know? And that's what I kind of want to touch on. It doesn't have to just be about work, but what do you think leads us away from mm-hmm. ourselves? Like, How do we lose who we truly are along the way? Honestly, it's taking it. It's not standing up for ourselves. It's not using that voice that we all have in ourselves and kind of rolling over. And I and I don't say that to be offensive. I say that in the sense that I think we've all been in a situation where it's just easier to say, okay, I give up than really push forward. However, I do think, like I said, we are in this place where women are taken over. The women are in the house. And I think that that's what we need to continue to lift up and really bond together and stand together to make sure that women are first. And I mean, think about it, even in everyday life, things wouldn't get done if you didn't have women. It's the truth. I'm sorry to say it, but it's the truth. And, you know, I think that it's so easy for us to act as kind of the submissive ones. You know, it's so easy for us to kind of take that back seat and have that quiet voice when in reality, we have the powerful voice. We just have to use it. Yeah. Is there ever a situation that you found yourself in where you kind of had that aha moment of something has to change here? Like where you found yourself off the bridge, so to speak? For me personally, yes. And I think I'm sure many women can relate, but it was in my relationships, my romantic relationships. I truthfully got to a point where I was like, do I like that food? do I like that movie? Am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? Like it got to the point where I just kept just to make things easy for myself was like, yeah, I like that too. And, and, you know, that's what I was saying earlier was this constant pattern of conformity just to accommodate someone else or accommodate something else to make my life easy. And to me, that was kind of my, what the heck are you doing moment? And I think that was a really pivotal moment for me where I then kind of took steps to go on that journey and figure out what I needed. So yes, I mean, I certainly look back at that and think I'm so grateful, even for what I might say 
probably weren't my finest moments or finest decisions, but I look back with gratitude and think that is exactly what got me to where I am today. Mm, Mic drop moment. And that's what I want to explore a little bit is like you said, the gratitude, but giving ourselves grace in those moments, because hindsight's always going to be clear as day, but we really only have at the time, the information we have to make decisions on. And I think, I mean, most of us spend either 90% of our time in the past or 90% of it in the future, and we're not present. I mean, there's so much talk in the culture right now about just being present, right? But it's so difficult to be present. It really is. And I think it's a practice. But what would you say to women that maybe are going through a challenging time? And how would you help them sort of give themselves grace through those Mm -hmm. times or when they're regretting decisions or looking back, like how do we give ourselves grace so that we can move forward? Absolutely. I mean, for me personally, it was checking in with myself. And as simple as that may sound, just checking in with myself. Am I okay? Am I happy? Is there something that I'm not getting? And and what is that? And I think that's something that we all should be asking ourselves, no matter how difficult it is to be present in the moment, try to be present with yourself and always check in with yourself because you are the most important person. If you want to continue to live or start to live that life of gratitude and harmony and abundance, check in with yourself ask yourself questions. And I think it's not even, you know, anything earth shattering, but having perception, checking in, having that perception with yourself. What is my world around me? Is this a place that I want to be in? Is this a place where I want to grow? And for me personally, just asking myself that simple question, am I happy? Am I okay? Was really what I think ultimately sparked that journey, which I, you know, I'll talk about later, but I think that's really the start of my questioning. And I think that's really important is constantly questioning and having perspective on all things around you because it's so easy to get wrapped up in a situation and and go down a rabbit hole and continue to build on the negative. But again, thinking larger picture, thinking down the road five minutes from now, five days from now, five years from now, what is it that you're chasing after? What a way to get in the present moment, checking in with yourself. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're here, right? We're here mm-hmm. now, but we're always like thinking to tomorrow or like yeah. five hours from now. It's like five hours from now isn't even really guaranteed when you ground mm-hmm. in the present moment. And I love this idea of even if your mind is firing on all cylinders and the fear and, and every aspect of you is freaking out to just say, let me check in with myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that puts a halt yeah. All of that. That really hits deep for me. That's well, that's the, that's what we do as women. We're always planning five steps ahead. And sometimes we have to just ground ourselves, put your feet on the floor and just be in the moment. And I know how difficult that can be, but we're never going to catch up if we can't slow down for a second. That's been very top of mind for me lately is slowing down, you know, mm-hmm. so, so beautiful. Oh, thank you. So yeah, I'd love to get into your journey now. I mean, talk to us about finding your way back to the bridge, back to you, you know, and is there a moment that you would like to bring us into that really shifted everything for you? Or maybe it was multiple moments. Yeah, I mean, I will say this was the journey that I felt for me personally, that that was what I needed at the time. And being someone who is you know, big fan of traveling and exploring other cultures. For me, it was, 
going on what I call my eat, pray, love tour. And I gave up my job. I gave up my apartment, left a relationship behind. And I knew that this was kind of a now or never situation. And I booked a one-way ticket and went to the farthest possible place I could go that was so out of the realm of what was normal to me in terms of my everyday and a place that was so vastly culturally different, not just from a, you know, an everyday life perspective, but a language perspective. And I went to Southeast Asia for me, you know, most people are probably sitting here thinking, oh, okay, you went on a trip. No, no, no. For me, it was, how can I get out of this normalcy that I have. I'm clearly doing something wrong and something isn't clicking. How do I get out of this corporate life, this very you know cookie cutter life where I was living in the big cities going from relationship to relationship? Something wasn't lining up. And for me, I needed something so drastic like that to really put myself out of my comfort zone. And that is what helped me personally. And throughout this trip, and, and you know, I was traveling around, meeting different people, being in situations that were a language barrier. How do I get back to my hotel from here? Or, you know, you take a bus 15 hours and you're in the wrong place and no one speaks the language. But for me, it taught me kind of that self-perseverance. How can I get through this difficult situation? How can I learn to better communicate? How can I learn to think on my feet, make quick decisions for myself? And I think, you know, again, for me, the beauty of it was the fact that this entire journey was just for me. It was important to me to go on my own and not have the comforts of a friend or anything. And it was so important that I experienced this. And, you know, I was going to make mistakes along the way. I was going to be scared. I was going to be put in situations that were out of my comfort zone. But again, for me, I, I really needed to be in a place where I didn't have the same distractions that I did every day where I felt like I couldn't get things right. So fast forward, you know, it really helped me one, learn to make decisions by myself, not have someone to run to, to ask, like, what do you think? What can I do? The form of that was traveling to a place where I didn't speak the language and spending six months away from family, away from friends, away from the corporate world, away from dating apps and city distractions and just really plucking myself out of that cookie cutter life that I had. And I would say, you know, at the end of it, I never felt more comfortable with who I was as a person. I spent a lot of time sitting and thinking. And let me tell you, a lot of those cross-country bus rides give you a lot of alone time to think. But I do think it's really important that you have time to get to know yourself again. You know, I know we were saying before that it's so easy to get lost in the the same thing every single day and, and be in touch with yourself and check in. So having that time to think and process and cry and feel hurt and, you know, uncover things that perhaps have been sitting there that you haven't really worked through, you know, is ultimately, I think, what saved me after those six months. And those are principles that I continue living each and every day, you know, and that was a handful of years ago, but it's certainly something that I remember fondly and certainly carry into my everyday life. Oh, it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. What would you say is one of the biggest things you learned about yourself during that time? that I'm a lot more resilient than I ever thought I was. And again, I recognize how cliche this sounds that you know you went on this big trip, but truthfully, there are times I can remember during that trip where 
I didn't know if I could get home. I didn't know how to get home. I didn't know, you know, was I going to have enough money? And you find ways, you find ways to figure it out because you have no choice but to figure it out. And, you know, I do think that those types of principles carry into, like I said, who I am today and being resourceful and figuring out other ways to communicate. You know, in this situation, there was a language barrier, but I do think that it strengthened my connection to people and seeing different cultures and how people live and, you know, going anywhere from the big cities of Bangkok to the absolute rural, rural villages where there's no running water in Vietnam and seeing how people live and seeing how people are joyous with not having anything. And that's a matter of they don't have that exposure the way we do. But I think their happiness and seeing their joy in what they had, which frankly wasn't a lot at all, but seeing the joy and the happiness they had just from being with each other, from being able to go outside and play in the fields and playing in the dirt road and seeing the magic almost come alive of, you know, using imaginations. like, And I think that helped me understand one, the resilience of not just myself, but the resilience of others and that we have to be grateful for what we have and we have to be supportive of each other, your neighbor, your friend, your family. And I think those are absolutely guiding lights from situations that I saw and and certainly things that I hope I can continue being appreciative moving forward. Wow, babe. Yeah. Gratitude is is having a moment right now in the culture. (laughs) It's not really a new thing, but it is having its moment where I feel like people are talking about what it means to be in a state of gratitude and be Mm -hmm. grateful more and more, which is such a blessing because we live in a fear-based culture. We just do. It's not the way the world was designed, but it's the way it is now. There's so many women right now that are stepping up and saying, I'm not living in this fear-based culture. I'm not going to subscribe to that consciousness, you know? And it does feel like gratitude is the, like once you get into a state of gratitude, whatever you're facing, it starts to just get diminished. Do you agree with that? Like, how do you think about gratitude in your life? That's a tough one. I think it's something that can easily slip through your fingers if you're not focused on it. Gratitude for me is something I try to address every single day of my life. And, you know, we said it's so easy to get wrapped up in the same stuff every day. It's so easy to get frustrated, but remembering where you came from, where you are and where you're going as a person, as a woman is ultimately what we have to be grateful for. It's the stepping stones, the challenges, it's the things that knocked us down, but we're still standing here. Those are the things that we have to remember and be grateful for because it's continuously evolving us as who we are as humans, who we are as women, and it's only making us stronger. So jobs aside, family troubles aside, you know, those things are always going to come at us. That stuff we can't, we will never shake. We're always going to have to kind of adapt to that. But who you are as a person is something that is is truly an evolution, an ongoing evolution and being present and being able to be grateful for the experiences you've had, I think is something that we have to remind ourselves of every single day. Mm. So powerful. Gratitude shows us that everything is interconnected in our lives. I always say there's two ways to live. There's one way of nothing means anything. And then there's another way, everything means something. 
And I subscribe to everything means something. Everything is connected to something else. And I think what gratitude does is shines a light on, oh, if this thing that nearly broke me didn't happen, this wouldn't have opened up for me. I would have never met this person or this opportunity wouldn't have come if I hadn't gotten to that moment. And that has been life-changing for me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the stepping stones, right? Everything we do is a step forward to where we're trying to go. And, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful concept. I mean, think about walking. One foot in front of the other gets you somewhere greater. And I think, you know, we have to be willing to embrace the fact that there will be bumps along the way. There will be hardships, but we have to keep going and you keep pressing on. And ultimately you will find your your destiny or whatever it is that you're searching for. And can I just say, I always loved that about you. I always loved that positivity and that go forward attitude. I think it's something that more of us should adopt, but it truly is a foot in front of the other and always keeping our eye on the prize of what is it that we're seeking? What is it that we want to find? And we will find it. You will find it. You just have to be patient and you have to embrace the change. Thank you, Lo. We will find it. That is that wisdom that comes through you. Every time I talk to you, I think, I swear there's so much magic that comes through you, that you have so much wisdom to give women. You really do. And I can't wait for them to hear this conversation. One thing that I'm exploring a lot at House of Low and really encouraging women to explore a lot is sovereignty, this word sovereignty, which can mean a lot of different things to people. But I think ultimately it means freedom and liberation and being whole on our own. This is something I talk about a lot because it does feel that what has plagued women throughout the ages is this story we've been told or we've adopted that we're incomplete and that something external is going to complete us. But what I have found in my own journey is that is just a circle. I have ended up running into myself when I was seeking that. What does sovereignty mean to you and what does it look like to you in your life? I love that you made that analogy to the circle because Sovereignty to me is knowing what I'm comfortable with, knowing what I'm not comfortable with, knowing what I believe in and what is true. And that's all that matters. My truth is my truth. But I love the circle analogy because I think we have to break that. I think one of the greatest lessons that I've ever been given is someone telling me to take risks, get off that train, get off that circle, take the risk and go for it. Like I said, there's only one way forward. So if it means making a lateral sidestep. Okay. That didn't work out. Get on another one, get on another track, keep going. So I think for every woman, that journey is going to look different and that's okay. I think what sovereignty means is going to vary for everyone. You know, it could be something as simple as I put my laundry away every single week for someone that might feel like a powerful accomplishment. It might feel like this is what makes me whole, but for someone else, it might be, I know how to empower other women and I know how to persuade them and I know how to make them feel important. That might be someone else's, but I I think, again, it just comes down to the fact that you got to take the risk and you got to get off the train that you're on and you have to keep your eye on the prize of what you're seeking and what you're looking for. And, and ultimately, you know, I think everyone will reach that peak that they're looking for. Get off the train. That is it. That is it. And boy, when we find ourselves on that train for so many years and it finally clicks, it changes everything. It like blows your life wide open in the most powerful way. I think you and I have both experienced that. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to get off the train, you know, because we're seeing other people still on that train. And we often can feel like 
disruptive, you know, yeah. and we can feel like maybe we're the ones that are off, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, actually that little voice inside of you is telling you to get off this yeah. train. Well, think about it. I mean, being on the train, it's scary to jump off. It absolutely is. You're going a million miles an hour, but you have to ask yourself, has anything changed for me? Have I reached where I want to go? Maybe you have to be on a different train. So I think thinking of it that way has certainly helped me of like, I'm not really doing anything different. Or I, you know, like I said in the beginning, it's the same pattern over and over. Maybe it's time to try something else. I love the train analogy too, because sometimes we did all the right things and we thought we knew where we were going. And then all of a sudden it drops in that maybe we don't even want to go that way anymore. Maybe we don't want to go towards that place we thought we were supposed to go or even wanted to go. And I'd love for you to talk about how changing your mind has helped you in your life and and helped you find your way back to you. Because I think a lot of women feel bad sometimes, especially if a lot of other people in their life are invested in them wanting that thing and getting that thing, whatever it is, they feel bad. And it's like, we're allowed to change our mind. So I would just love for you to explore that if there's any truth there for you. You heard it from the source, folks. It is okay to change your mind. I (laughs) full heartedly agree with that. You're going to change your mind because you're going to evolve. Your opinions are going to change. What matters to you is going to change. But ultimately, that is the journey that you're on. You're discovering what abundance means to you. You're discovering what your sovereignty is. You're discovering what values really strike you. So I really think that we have to be okay that there are going to be changes along the way. We have to embrace them. We have to be open-minded. And I think, again, the analogy of the stepping stones, even when it comes down to your opinions changing or things that you value changing, that's a constant evolution of getting to where you need to go. And like I said, you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to be confused. It's going to be scary. It's meant to be. It's pushing you outside of your limits. It's challenging you. It's challenging you to think in a different way. It's challenging you to view things from a different perspective. But ultimately, that's what's going to get you to that place you need to be. There is so much truth to that. I feel the truth to that, you know, and I think you and I have experienced these things and that's why we're trying to create these conversations because more women want to hear these things and and need these conversations to almost inspire them to break out of that cycle. Mm -hmm. Another aspect that's talked about a lot is confidence, you know, and I feel like that's a conversation all the time. I'm sure you've gotten people that have said to you, like, how are you so confident? How are you so confident? You know, I think the word confidence is misconstrued, especially when it comes to coming home to ourselves, because sometimes we're not the most confident. We can't see the end before we get there, but something inside of us just helps us keep like making the next choice. So what does confidence mean to you? And and how has it been a piece of your journey? And how do you look at confidence now, like in your life? Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that I am not confident every single day. I think it's amazing if people can wake up and feel confident, look themselves in the mirror and say, you got this every single day. I think part of this evolving journey is you will have days where you feel you're really feeling yourself. And then there are other days where you're going to question and you're going to be confused. And again, I think that's all part of this ongoing evolution of where we're trying to be. For me, confidence, you know, when I was younger, it was all about 
my physical appearance and how I felt good and how I looked in my jeans. But over time, I've learned that to me, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. That does not matter. Embrace it. What confidence means to me is how I feel in my mind, how I feel in my soul and what I know is true, what I believe and perceive to be true about myself. There are days where I'll have a memory of being bullied as a kid or, you know, something that someone said to me. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know that's not true. So move on. And for me, it's taken so much work internally, soulfully to really feel like I'm sure of myself. And for me, that's where that confidence comes out. So when you tell me, Lo, how do you get that confidence? It's because I'm sure of myself. I'm still learning about myself. I'm still understanding myself. I'm still discovering new things about myself. But where I am in this moment today, I know what I care about. I know what's important to me. And there's nothing that's going to change my mind. There's nothing that's going to shift that because I'm secure in what that means to me. I plan on continuing to discover that and question it and check in on it. You know, is that still what makes me tick? Is that still what brings me happiness? But for now, it's knowing what I know, knowing what feels right to me, knowing where my heart wants to go. To me, that's confidence. That's the real picture of confidence. Every day is different. And I'm, I'm such an energy, so, you know, we're both like very spiritual and there is this certain ebb and flow that there is to life. There's just a balance to life. I was saying this to somebody recently, like if we rode high all the time, just always happy, always joyful, we would get bored eventually. It sounds <laughs> crazy. Part of the human experience, like you said, when you discovered your edge and your resilience, when you were in Southeast Asia, like our experience is to explore our edge. It's not just about being happy all the time. And what does happy even mean? You know, you could be happy just having a cup of coffee in the morning on a beautiful day with someone you love or by yourself. The culture right now is very, especially in this like influencer world, it's like everybody's chasing this certain picture of happiness. But the truth is like, a lot of it is about being, I think in the present moment. And I love how you keep saying what is true for you. And like truth, you and I bonded over the fact that we're truth seekers. We just are. We're going to be the ones in the room that are like, why are you saying that? Why? We're the ones people don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, get them Um, out. I have a question. (laughs) (laughs) We were in the front row, like question, (laughs) you know, and, and I think that is so powerful for women to hear because we take on a lot of other people's truths without even realizing it. I want to hear your perspective on that. I mean, we carry the load. We've been doing it for centuries. And unfortunately, that's never going to change. But I think what the way we channel it and the way we compartmentalize it and the way we're able to utilize it in strengths, in weaknesses, I think is where that power comes from. We're never, ever going to unload that burden. It's what we do as women. We are caretakers. We are, like I said, we are the ones planning 15 steps ahead. But ultimately, it comes down to what is important to you? What do you value? What is your truth? What do you believe in? What makes you happy? It's an entire pot full. It's a mixture of all different issues and problems and feelings and opinions. But again, being able to kind of channel that energy, channel the feelings and channel what matters is where that confidence is going to come through. That's what makes our feelings and emotions so organized because we're able to really think about 
who am I as a person? What is it that I want to focus on? What is it that I need to lead with? The rest is just noise. That's right. The rest is truly noise. And I think it's like that discernment process that we get better and better at in our evolution, like you keep saying. So the last area I want to explore with you is abundance. (laughs) The word that is synonymous with house of low, because I say it all the time. A lot of people ask me like, what do you mean by that? You know, what do you mean by that? Because it's not just about money. I'm very interested in what living an abundant life looks like for women. And that's my question to you. When you hear abundance, when you think about living your abundant life, what does that mean for you? Yeah. Again, this is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking of. And it's funny you mentioned money because truthfully, that's not even, that didn't even cross my mind. But for me, living an abundant life, I think also stems from the three main things that really helped me. And when I think of abundance, it's taking every opportunity, take the risks, call that person, book that ticket, share that idea, take the risk because you never know where it will lead you. And that's something that I try to live every single day. The second point of abundance for me is truthfully savoring the alone time. Savor your alone time. I think that is so important for women to sit with themselves, be with themselves, embrace themselves, embrace every nook and cranny, discover every possible avenue of yourself. And for me, the best way to do that was to be alone. Just be alone, go out to dinner by yourself, go for a walk by yourself, move into an apartment alone if you can afford it, go on a trip by yourself. The things you will discover and learn about yourself in that short amount of time truly is astounding. And it's something I will never let go of despite being very happily married now. I savor my alone time. It is very important to me. And then the third, you know, when I think of abundance is embrace the changes. When I think abundance, I think full, I think fulfillment. And that is what's filling me as a person. That's what's bringing my spirits up. That's what's bringing my harmony up is embracing all of those changes. They might not be changes that you like. They might not be changes that you want, but continuing on that journey and that evolution and taking the change for what it is and evolving it into something else is for me, the pinnacle of living that abundant life. So the taking of the risks, savoring the alone time, embracing those changes. And that is where I feel like my life is abundantly full. Magic. Thank you for breaking that down so beautifully that I could not agree more. And I love how you said that the changes are actually trying to bring more abundance and flow to you, even if it's not always clear in the the moment as they're happening. That is a powerful reminder for us. Mm -hmm. Wow. This was such a powerful conversation as I knew it would be, Lo, as I (laughs) knew it would be. I am so, so grateful. I always love, because, you know, we talk a lot about these conversations, but what are some inspired actions? What are things that women who are listening can really do to explore more of this and what it means for them? Like you said, what is true for them? So I'd love to hear if there are any like three rituals or inspired actions that you would offer to women listening that could help them really explore getting back on the bridge to them. Yeah. I mean, I would start small, 
start small. And even if it's something that you do for five minutes of a day, take time for yourself. Think about nothing. Just let the thoughts flow. Your mind will send you to a place where it wants to focus. And that's what's going to lead you on this journey. It's going to bring up what it is that you truly want, what it is that you truly need. So these little rituals, you don't have to go big. Take some time every day to focus on yourself. Five minutes, two minutes, just something where you're just left with your thoughts. Let it flow through you. That's ultimately what's going to get you to where you need to go. You need to be in touch with yourself and it has to be a starting point. Everybody starts somewhere. So that's the first thing in terms of a small ritual. The second one being write down what matters to you. Review it. Think about it. Process it. Do it again in six months. Is it the same? Are you changing? Are you evolving? What did you do to get there? Did you do anything differently? Those were things that were really helpful for me is trying to figure out myself. You know, I said earlier, I went through this phase where I was adopting other people's opinions and forcing myself to like movies. And I didn't know who I was, what I wanted, what I liked. So write it down, make that list, you know, process it, challenge it, question it and revisit it. And then the third thing I would say is, you know, just like this conversation is just a typical Sunday for me and Lo, surround yourself, surround yourself with women who are uplifting and who may or may not necessarily be on this journey as well. But finding the different perspectives is going to help you channel yours. It's going to help you get on the right train. It's going to help you understand what you like, what you don't like, perhaps spark something innately in you that you didn't know that you had inside of you. So surround yourself from those powerful, uplifting women. And I wish you all the best of luck on that journey. And I would love, love to see where everyone goes. Oh, those are beautiful rituals and so simple. That's what a lot of what I'm trying to create here is a lot of what gets us there is very simple rituals. And thank you for sharing those. Like what matters to you? I never write that down. Mm -hmm. That's a really powerful prompt to think about and how it changes. I just love that. So once again, the wisdom that comes through you, I'm always just like, I'm sitting here like taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Always got my notebook out with you. Well, let people know where they can connect with you. Yes, I would love to connect with anybody to chat, to brainstorm, to share stories. You can all reach me at my Instagram. The handle is at Lauren Mealy, L-A-U-R-E-N-M-I-E-L-E. See you on the other side. Yay. Thank you, Lo. I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you for the time today. I can't wait for your wisdom to permeate everyone who listens. So I love you. Thank Thank you. you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, Low.